Well, happy Easter once again. It's a delight to be before you. Um, And this morning we are, um, the text I've chosen is, it's not a typical Easter resurrection passage, but there's a resurrection of a man named uh, Lazarus. And uh, in his resurrection, we find our hope. So perfect passage, right? Um, But it's a little long, a little bit long passage. It's, I don't know how many verses, but it's, it is, uh, uh, I think, 44 verses. But if you would bear with me, the scripture reading might take a little time, but the sermon's going to be really short. See, I've, it's a little different type of sermon as well, because it's actually going to be a poem. <laughs> so, um, and so kind of, uh, what do they call that when you... Something verse where you, I don't know, spoken verse, spoken. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. So, uh, but I don't claim to be one of those poets, even one who doesn't know it. So, um, but we're going to give it a shot. And anyway, to the Lord, to the Lord be the glory. Okay, so here we go. Um, We are in John chapter 11. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you. And are you going there again? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in a day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he's fallen asleep, he will recover. (laughs) Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought he meant taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. And for your sake, I am glad that I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. So Thomas, called the twin, uh, said to his disciples, Let us go also that we may die with him. Now, when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the, in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying in private, the teacher is here and he's calling for you. And when she heard it, she rose quickly and went to him. 
Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary rise quickly and go out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Now, when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So the Jews said, see how he loved him? But some of them said, could he he who opened the eyes of the blind man also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this on account of people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. When he said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. This is the word of God, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. If we want to know God, if we want to know his will, if we want to know his way, then we must know his word. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this word to us. Um, How beautiful it is to see um, this interaction between Jesus and the people he loves and and how even even their their very lives are, are in his hands and they trust him with their lives and yet They still grieve, and he gives them, though, the greatest hope of all. We pray now, Father, that you would be in our midst as we ponder these words uh, this morning, and may this all be for your glory, we pray. Amen. Everyone has a story like the story before us, loved ones whose last breath upon our hearts tore us. Martha assures Lazarus, brother, we love you, you'll be fine, but her glances towards Mary, a thousand words they opine. In bed for weeks with words like, I'm fine, he, now he lays silent with breathing, refined. This illness has taken a turn for the worse. We've seen it before, the inevitable curse. In ancient days, illness took the weak and the strong, and this type of fever means death isn't long. No longer sitting, now motionless in bed, send for the teacher quick, or surely soon he's dead. When Lazarus fell ill, Jesus was far away, casting out demons and healing and teaching all day. God's kingdom has come in a tangible way. Repent and believe, enter now, don't delay. Like family to Jesus were Lazarus, Martha, and Mary. On the front porch past midnight was quite customary. Jesus stayed there often, as was the case. So close to Jerusalem was their Bethany place. Mesmerized many a day, many a night they had been, with talk of God's kingdom and with Jesus to lead them in. Like family to Jesus were Lazarus, Martha, and Mary. So it made no sense to the disciples that Jesus would tarry. 
Grasping for breath, the tired messenger gives cry, rush back to Bethany, or Lazarus will die. Lord, he whom you love is ill. Pack your bags, get moving. Why so still? This illness does not lead to death, end of story. It is for the Son of God and the Father's due glory. What does our master mean? Again, he's perplexing. Figure him out, you think, but then there's the next thing. We stayed two more days, and now he's just sleeping? Is this just one more promise to your father you're keeping? Listen, said Jesus, let me tell you plainly, I'm glad you weren't there, so now you can see. Lazarus has died. That's what I mean by sleeping. Surely by now all of Bethany is weeping. So they loaded the rucksacks and departed Perea, two days' brisk walk, and they might make Judea. This makes no sense, the disciples were thinking. Death is the end, and yet you are winking. And it's true, we wish it weren't so. When it's your time to go, well, you go. Only two things for certain in life, so the fact says death for sure, and oh yes, there's taxes. But taxes with the punity can be cheated, but death, no way, it cannot be beaded. For God made this world with mankind in it to live for his glory, but we try to spin it. So all have sinned, and death's now our wages. We think we are thriving, but stuck in our cages, and without God's grace, we'll be stuck for all ages. But with this plan in his mind, Jesus presses, presses on with this plan. The salvation of the world rests on one man. And now two days later, with canteens run dry, Martha meets Jesus and wonders why. Lord, if you hadn't delayed and been here, my brother, my brother would not have died like we feared. And yet even now my faith can't waver. For whatever you ask of God, your wish he will favor. Now what is it in Martha that in sorrow she's strong? Could it be that faith in her Lord carries her on? His hands on her shoulders, into her eyes he was peering. Your brother will rise again, Martha. Stop fearing. So she thought Jesus was talking of that big picture story, for God has promised a day of resurrection glory. And that day of promise for the world is still to come. But Jesus wants us to believe that in him it's already won. So Jesus, with an expression bordering on glee, said, Martha, listen for what you're about to see. It means more than that I love you, but that I, I am he. I'm not just a feeder of fish or a teacher, a prophet, king, or powerful preacher. I am, I say, listen, check it out. It cuts like a knife. I am the resurrection, the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. For in me is eternal life, and this life I love to give. But it's not for all, as you can see, but only for those who trust in me. Do you believe with eyes of faith? Can you see? Martha's faith in Jesus is to be commended, for in her hurt, her grief, at Christ she was not offended. How often do we in pain tend to cry, if you're really there, then why, God, why? But Martha had not all the answers to why the world rewards kindness with cancers, and yet to her Lord she tarries not but advances. She teaches us to this very day to trust every word our Lord did say, and with our full weight upon him lean to live not by sight, but by faith in the unseen. 
And so with confidence, Martha declares, yes, Lord, I believe that you are Christ, the Son of God, which is coming into the world upon which we trod. Martha's said enough, yet the story's far from over. See, there's that stench, that odor. Martha returned to Mary and invited her to come out too. The teacher is here. He is calling. He's calling for you. And oh, by the way, to this very day, to have Jesus call you, well, what would you say? Now, this is the Mary who will later anoint Jesus' feet with her tears and her hair that first holy week. But now with sulking shoulders, she can only stare and hang on Jesus' words in grief and despair. Surrounded by mourners who follow to see, Mary falls to his feet with a resolute plea. Lord, had you been here, my brother would not have died. But now four days straight, we've grieved and we've cried. In the midst of their weeping, Jesus was grieved in his spirit. That divine love inside him, he could not inhibit. Jesus wept. Some mourners with Mary said he loved him so, while others mocked him for being too late to the show, which teaches us to this very day to let the Lord Jesus have the last say. Like every day of his life, Jesus pressed on through the scorn, not to be served, but to serve is why he was born. Approaching the graveyard, Jesus stopped and did say, please move, please move that gravestone away. What did you say, Jesus? Did we hear you right? By now the death decays an ugly sight. So no, Lord, no, Lord. What are you thinking? He's been dead four days. His body is stinking. Now, Martha, dear Martha, did I not tell you that if you believe, God's glory would come through? Four days or four weeks or four centuries, for that matter, with the power of God, earth's limits are shattered. The same God who with a handful of dust breathes Adam to life, so he we must trust. Which is why Jesus stood there with all looking on. He spoke with the purpose to give us a song. I say this out loud, Father, so they'll hear my thoughts. And so after I too rise, they'll connect the dots that I am from heaven, God's Son whom you sent. My birth is love's advent, my cross death lent. When Jesus had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out, let the dead rejoice. And after a long pause, with silence, then in their sight, Lazarus, it's Lazarus, with eyes adjusting to the light. The last I remember, I was lying in bed. Was I just dreaming or had I been dead? At Abraham's bosom, I lay silently sleeping, while on earth all Bethany was sobbing and weeping. But upon my conscience, I heard the sovereign call, and instinctively I responded and yielded my all. So here I am with death's linen strips, still binding my face, fingers and hips. But one thing I know for sure, I stand before Jesus, my life and death, secure. This story ends with the words, unbind him, go free. But those words were for the crowd and for you and for me. They prompt questions which cut deep to the soul, but reward the seeker by making you whole. Is victory over death through Christ a real thing? Yes, oh yes, death where now is your sting. It's for you 
And for me, that's why he wrote it, you see. And so to Christ, will you run to or flee? As great as that day was in Lazarus' life, let's be real, death came again to him in strife. Back into that tomb again he was laying with new grave linens, blood red with stain. But before that day came again, here's what may be. These are my own thoughts, but follow and see. For it is doubtful that Lazarus died again the next day, and Jesus' triumphal entry was just a few weeks away. So Lazarus witnessed that first Good Friday when the Messiah of God died our sins to pay, and into his own tomb God's Son did lay. So there, unmoving in death's linen strips, binding his face, his fingers, and hips. On the third day, faithful women went to see him, to care for his dead body and properly seal him. And then what is this? Where is our master? They fetched the disciples and John ran faster. It's starting to make sense. The dots they're connecting, all the Lord's words are now intersecting. God's kingdom has come, though not how we're expecting. And the key to it all is the Lord's resurrecting. See, Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. For all our lives are like pots on stoves and our own deaths are brewing. And what kind of life can be lived with death's door before us? All our selfish days and sins that will score us? So in mercy and grace, he came in our place. And one day, we will stand before him face to face. And Lazarus will be there, he most certainly will, along with all for whom the son's blood did spill. So ask, could it be that this man before us can strip off death's grave clothes and in grace restore us? I am the resurrection and the life, Jesus said, and he proved it by rising up from the dead. Whoever believes in Jesus, though he dies, yet he lives, for in him is eternal life, and this life he loves to give. Happy Easter. He is risen. He's risen indeed.